This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, July 27th, we say good morning to Meredith Scrotenborg. Hey, Gary, good morning to you, and welcome to Wellspring for all of our listeners. Of course, this is a broadcast sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corwell Health. It is hard to believe, but late July is already here, and with it, some of the sun's most intense rays. Are you doing enough to protect your skin from skin cancer? Joining me this morning is Kim Taxley-Quig, a nurse practitioner with Corwell Health, and she's here to talk about skin protection, skin checks, and skin cancer risk. Kim, thank you so much for joining us. And before we dive in, tell us about your role with Corwell Health. I've been a nurse practitioner here with Corwell for coming up to 14 years. So I work a lot in the comprehensive breast care clinic, but I also work a lot with melanoma patients over the last almost 14 years. So see breast cancer patients, see patients with breast uh, issues, but we also see melanoma. Now, Kim, what do you like best about your role? You are on the front lines of some really important work. Mainly, I love helping patients through their journeys. Mm. Every patient has a journey. Every patient has a story. And our goal is primarily to help guide them through that journey, whether it's a new diagnosis of a cancer or any other concerns that they might have. But especially in the area of melanoma, it has changed so much over the last 13 years since I've been involved in it for diagnosis to taking care of them. But it's really guiding them through that journey. And as I start to recall, I can remember a patient like 13 years ago who had extensive melanoma throughout his body, and we really couldn't help him, Mm -hmm. but having to help him at those last few days of his life. And now there's so much more hope for patients Mm -hmm. with melanoma. Absolutely. And, you know, Kim, I think we're in the summer season, but so much of the year is cloudy in Michigan, but melanoma is very much something we need to have on our radar, right? Right. I don't think people realize that the data showing is probably 97,000 people are going to be diagnosed just this year. And out of those, about 8,000 people will die from their melanoma. And I think it's just becoming that awareness that all the time you need to be protecting your skin, whether there's hardly any sun or like you say, the bright rays rays of July that can affect things. You know, and I probably had my personal wake up call. My father died of melanoma in 1991. And I was a sun worshiper. I was that terrible person that used tanning beds and I really had my wake up call. So I I think I feel like I, I need to always educate my patients on how they can protect themselves and to know what to look for too, to win out to seek, to seek medical care too. So. Absolutely. Kim, let's talk about the sun. We know it's rays are harmful. Why is protecting our skin so important? Well, we know that ultraviolet rays will damage the skin. So the more you're exposed to those ultraviolet rays, it's the more that can be changes to the damage to the skin, to the actual DNA of the skin. So the more that you're exposed to the sun, the more you don't protect your sun, the more there's a concern that there could be damage to the skin and could cause skin cancer. What are some of the best ways to protect our skin? I think, of course, first and foremost, I think about sunscreen, but there are other ways too. 
Right, sunscreen, especially using it where it's a SPF over 30. But then you have to think, I, what did I read? It was something about that you can slip on a shirt, you can slap on the sunscreen, uh, you, want, you can put on a hat, and you can also protect your eyes with sunglasses. So you think of that in a sense of protecting your skin as much as you can from the sun. And you can still get some rays even through windows. So even if you're in the car a lot, you drive for your work and you're exposed to that kind of sun, there's still rays that you could get. So the more that we can protect our skin and then also to avoid tanning booths or tanning lamps. And uh, that's probably the most important thing that we have found is that we think melanoma has so increased over the last 30 years because of the increase of the um, sunscreen, excuse me, the sun beds and the lamps and things like that, the tanning booths. So, oh, Kim, I know. And I was, I mean, I was right there in the early 90s. We were actually, you know, I was a high schooler when tanning, going tanning was all the rage. And we had convinced ourselves that we needed to go tanning if we were going to go anywhere on spring break because it was, quote unquote, better for our skin to get that, you know, to get that exposure before you went to a place like Florida where the sun was more intense in, in, the, in the spring months. I just, we were so misguided. I, mean, I just look back and go, oh, my word. Um <laughs> We were, we were told that sometimes those tanning beds were safer than the sun. Right. And sometimes people will tell me, oh, I just had to get a good burn for the start of the season and getting a good burn, then I would tan the rest of the year. But the more you have burns to your skin, the more you put yourself at risk also. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I think that we just have to become more knowledgeable of these things. And I'm of the older generation too, that we didn't have sunscreen when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. We had lovely baby oil and beta dine, and we would put aluminum foil behind our heads to get more of those sun rays and things like that. So, you know, that's why I think that as people age, we are more at risk of getting certain skin cancers because we've had more exposure and we didn't protect ourselves as a younger person. The more that we can also teach our children and to protect themselves throughout their lifetime. So absolutely. I know as a mom of young kids, I'm constantly slathering the sunscreen on um, because because I know how important it is. So I do think we're making strides. Um, but but I I I resonate with your story. And Kim, circling back, it, it, was it your father? Um, you know, the fact that he got melanoma and passed away from it, is that what inspired your work in this field? And had a little bit of an impact on me where I really started wanting to work in the field of oncology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that we're not going to know it with my dad. It was more of a sense that we're sure it probably was kind of a progressive type of melanoma, whatever he had. But I think to, to realize that he went so quickly and but there was nothing they could do for him. But I also think my kids were young and I began to really practicing more the importance of sunscreen. Mm -hmm. And the other thing when you talk about sunscreen is that slapping it on every two hours, people forget about that. that They think, oh, I put it on at one o'clock today and I'm good until this evening, but you sweat or you might be in water and you've got to slap it on every, every two hours. And that's the important thing too, is you have to realize the rays are the strongest between 10 and four. So the rays are the strongest during that time. So especially protect yourself during those hours. 
So, I mean, you should Absolutely. wear sunscreen all the time. And I think we forget about that in the winter, that you can actually put sunscreen on your face, even in the winter to protect it also. Are, are some people more at risk than others, Kim, when it comes to skin cancer? Well, we think of who, who could be more at risk. And we think it's more fair-skinned people, uh, people who are blonde or redhead. If you have lots of freckles, if you have lots of moles, seems to put you a little bit more at risk. If you sunburned a lot as a child um, or growing up, sunburns, many sunburns can also affect you. Um, if you had a mole remover that had atypical cells to it, it's called dysplastic moles, can be a little bit more at, at risk also. And then tanning booths and tanning lamps. So um, they say that people who live closer to the equator are more you know, at risk because the sun is stronger there also. Um, there are some genetic predispositions, predispositions, excuse me, that can put people a little bit at risk. Um, but, um, you know, those are more rare that you'd find that. If you have a family history of melanoma, so of course, I've been told I'm probably a little bit more at risk because of my father. But the more you have in your family, um, the more it can put you more at risk. Mm. Talk to us about the different forms of skin cancer. Yeah. There's there's one that's the basal that is yeah. very common. So that's kind of on just a little bit of a layer of the skin. We also have squamous cell that's, again, kind of just in the skin. Those are almost always because of sun exposure. So you'll see them more commonly in the scalp, um, the face, the back. Um, but those are tend to be usually very treatable just by removing and making sure that you've got all of it out there. Um, squamish cells, though, can become quite um, invasive in some in some people if it's not too caught too early. Um, we have one that's called Merkel cell. It's very rare. It's kind of a different kind of uh, skin cancer where it's kind of from the hormones with the nerve cells, but it's very aggressive, very aggressive, but it's very rare. And then you have the melanoma. And with melanoma, what we look at is what's the depth of it? How far deep is it into the skin? Is it got a very kind of a what we call mitotic count, the higher it is, the more aggressive it can be. If it's something that we call it, it's got an ulceration to it that they see in pathology. Um, so we look at a lot of those different things that tell us how aggressive it can be with the melanoma. So what should we be looking for, Kim, in terms of skin abnormalities that we might have that, uh, and, and when do we need to get, how, how often should we be having skin checks? Well, I always think of the ABCD. So E, A, B, C, D, E. So A is where you start to see asymmetrical, like mole, it just kind of looks irregular shaped. B is for the borders look different. C is for color. So maybe it's got two different colors to it, or it used to be one color and now it's changed to another thing. Um, D is for the diameter. So if it's greater than a quarter of, a, of an inch, that's where you can get concerned uh, that it could be progressing into some more something more serious. And E we call evolving. And what evolving means is that it's spreading or it's starting to itch or bleed. So lesions that bleed can be more of a, of a concern. But melanoma can be hidden. So melanoma can be in your eyes. So it's ocular really? melanoma. So I have never heard of that. Yes, it's a can be a very aggressive um, type of melanoma. And so you have to be seeing an eye doctor to have your eyes checked. It can be in your mouth, in your nose, in your 
genital areas in behind, underneath yeah. the nail. So people don't realize that it can be in these like hidden areas that it would take somebody that just is looking at your body. So when should you see a dermatologist? I talked to a lot of my patients about it. You know, first of all, if they have that tendency with their skin, you know, that they burn easily tanning boost, I think we can all be tweaked by a dermatologist. You know, my dermatologists tell me sometimes what they'll do is they might see a patient and then tell them how often they should be seen. So, you know, that's, that's kind of something that they'll look at everything. They look at your family history and say, Hey, you know, you can come in to see us every couple of years or no, we looked at your skin and your risk of melanoma is very low. And then they just go over, okay, what to watch for and when to call and be seen. So with my history, I'm seen on a yearly basis by a dermatologist. So I I want that good skin check because the hardest place to see is your back and the top of your head. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always feel that they're doing a, a, a wonderful, uh, it's a whole body skin check. So um, during advice. May, during May, that's when Spectrum or Corwell Health does their uh, melanoma. Uh, you know, we do it one day a month where you can go free to see a dermatologist. Um, it's usually held in an evening and we always announce it uh, during May. And we have a couple facilities that you can go and you can show a dermatologist uh, an area that you're worried about. And they can tell you whether you need to be seen at the dermatologist's office. So. And I know that was well attended last year. We had a Grand Rapids location and a Holland location. I think it was on Melanoma Monday. Yeah, that's right? what we call it. It's supposed yeah. to be the first Tuesday, but we call it Melanoma we Monday. It. Yes. So that right. And I do have patients that have genes, you know, like there's a breast cancer gene that puts them a little bit more increased risk for melanoma. So I always make sure that they are seeing a dermatologist um, along in their journey too. So absolutely, Kim. Last question. We're learning more and more about the benefits of vitamin D these days. You hear about vitamin D as being the sunshine vitamin. What's the balance between wanting healthy exposure for the vitamin D benefits and protecting yourself? Well, I feel that we all need to consider vitamin D supplements. Mm. So I talk a lot to my patients about taking supplements. Um, I talk about how much I think they should take because I think it's not only benefit for your bones, but there's been research out there for prevention of breast cancer and colon cancer. So I tell people, if you go out in the sun, probably the best time is maybe noonish around that in 15 minutes in the sun without sunblock, you get about 50,000 units of vitamin D. You know, so that's a lot of vitamin D. So, but I still am supposed to be preaching the sunscreen, but I'm a believer of supplements. And a lot of my patients, I will check their vitamin D levels because I think some people are surprised that their vitamin D levels, even though they might be out in the sun a lot without sunscreen, might be low. But again, because I deal with you know, a, lot of, a lot of breast cancer patients, that's something that I'm always talking to them about is supplements. So, it, it, it's a hard balance, you know, um, yeah. you know, between, between knowing that we need that vitamin D. Um, but like I say, supplements work very well too. So Kim, you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time and your expertise. And we want to say thank you to all our listeners for joining us until next week. Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corwell Health encourages you to enjoy the summer sun, but don't forget your sunscreen. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.